A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT review. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, Make sure you subscribe to What Cult Dressing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2, but... Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, <laughs> and round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by a handful of incisions to review last night's episode of NXT. No. Ooh. What a bloody show this was. Oh, my God. It's really long, that, isn't it? Yeah. It goes on longer than you think. As does Halloween Havoc, truthfully. <laughs> uh, couldn't quite follow last week's for me. Uh, really great moments in an act that will be much missed on Tuesdays. But it's fine, because we get them on the main roster yeah. instead. Like, another, like, special performance from the Creeds. Uh some things I'm more looking forward to talking about in this review than I think I got out of actually watching them. That would be how I'd summarise this one. Just okay. Yeah, you've got to have standards. You've got to have, like, you've got to see last week and remember what a 10 is. Mm, you know, when up. you're just watching a 7 or an 8. Shut night, you know? up. One really, really, really great thing. One good thing where I've seen a great version of it, so I'm like, mm, what have you done for me lately? Mm. I'm sorry with, you know, that absolutely insane... DDT pump on the apron. Oh yeah, you know, the match was about half a star worse. So what do I care? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's horrible, but it's no less true. And some absolute drivel <laughs> on this show that I cannot, I will not allow you to enjoy. Okay, I'm excited. Gatekeep for that. your fun asshole. <laughs> it's just not good enough. It's not good. You're, not, you're simply not allowed to like it. Let's wait for this. Let's dive straight into it. This show opens with the Ectomobile coming along with the sirens blaring and Halloween Havoc plastered along the side. Out steps our hosts again, Shotzi and Scarlet, dressed as Ghostbusters. Speaking of which, what do Ghostbusters and Teenage Me have in common? Buster made you feel good. You're damn right, it did. Uh, we get a. <laughs> I know somebody with a love yeah. that brand of comedy, you know. You right. never see him, but... Not, well, yeah, sometimes yeah. I do, but... Anyway, uh, get a recap with uh, <laughs> New Year's Day, doing a performance. Uh, it's what happened last week, basically. Yeah. Uh, and we open with the table, ladders, and screws match uh, between... Oh, my God. Yeah. Angel Garza and Roberto Carrillo and the Creed Brothers. Uh, obviously, Creed Brothers coming off a fantastic debut on the main roster on Monday Night Raw, and... a I think Julius Creed took this as inspiration to try and end his career on last <laughs> night's show. What was all this bumping about? Oh, my God. Like, obviously saw the critical acclaim 
and like has listened to all of these veterans that said, look, mate, shall I go out on top? And it's like, right, you are, we'll do. Like, it might never get better for us, I'll call it. I kind of love that, you know. Mm. There was this added, I didn't expect this when we were previewing it, saying a bit of a fond farewell. I didn't anticipate how I would suddenly feel nervous about how much more are you going to do? You're going to be, you might be on SmackDown on Friday, you're yeah. going to be on Raw on Monday. Don't like the fact that they threw caution at the wind, specifically when we know it's such a big yeah. time, like added more drama to this match that in and of itself was already super exciting. Well, inspired by the, what Julius Creed put himself through, I thought I'd do something with a, pre- a present we were sent by one James Fraser. James, thank you for getting in thank touch. You. Uh, Sidgwick, he calls it the Super Sour Sweet Showdown. <laughs> you, James. <laughs> Because uh, isolate that as a Christmas present for your someone. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he uh, basically he I think asked us maybe in a Q and A or something uh, trick or treat, and you said always treat. So oh, I mean, this is he awesome. sent us some sweets. This is, this, this is awesome. I love, these, I love sweets, me. These are not your average sweets. These are those sweets you may have seen doing the rounds on YouTube or social media or whatever. They are, yeah, particularly sour. So I thought, considering what Julius Creed put himself through, we could do the same. Would you bump on them? No, maybe they should solid. use these. Yeah, it's like pick pick, pick, pick which one you want. What are you going for? I'll go for the red one, please. Okay. Sige? I'm going to go for yellow with the idea that if it's lemon, mm. it'll have a double sour effect because lemon in itself is sour and there'll be some additives in there too. Uh, I'll go orange. <laughs> and I'll take them both because I'm <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> It was unsourness. Yeah. So, uh, how do you want to do this? Take the sweets and try and do the review afterwards. Yep. Yeah. Okay. James, thank you once again. Thanks, James. Thank you. Oh, it gets worse. I've been told. Please, I can't. <laughs> I like sour. My kids are tacked on butter and gaza outside. I like that. I set up a table. And so uh, you got those Jif lemons for pancake day, and then you just drink the Jif uh-huh. direct from the sauce. Are you getting on, Pete? Sid, how are you getting on? Yeah, not hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I am not hardcore. I'm hardcore as f. Give another. They're really nice. Oh. Right, where are we? What's going on? It hadn't started, so that's where we were. Oh, yeah. With apologies to people that hate like food noises, on, like there's an oral thing, is an owl pet. thing. Uh, Umberto and Angel. <laughs> Get put through the table early on. That was sick. Uh, <laughs> get in the ring. You all right, man? Two count, no. Ankel <laughs> hits Julius with the chair. Umberto knocked Brutus down. Umberto drop kicked the chair into his face. That was awesome. I'm over it now. Mm. Why do I keep moving it? It's like I'm rotating the sweet in my mouth. When you swallow a bit more, like you get that. Uh, it's not on the sweet anymore. It's in your saliva. Uh, uh, <laughs> with chairs on the outside, but then Julius fights back, holds a ladder onto him. Oh, okay, a bit better now. Just like the match, the match was awesome. I don't know why I said that. Julius holds a ladder on him, Bruce slams another ladder onto top of that. Used to go for a superplex outside, <laughs> but Angel gets him up and he body slams him onto a ladder that's been set up across chairs in the ring. And I thought. Oh, cool. Well, Julius Creed's career was nice while it lasted. He scraped <laughs> it, man. He didn't flat back on it, did he? He slid off it. Uh, oh. Um, oh, it's getting nice now. Uh, Brutus <laughs> nailed Umberto, but Angel got him in a gory lock, and then Umberto over the top with a neck breaker onto a table on the outside. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the hell was that? <laughs> that 
was just to take us to break. Unbelievable spot. If anyone turns off this show in that break, they're insane. Mm-hmm. We come back. They're dueling with chairs, are Julius and Gaza. Carrillo hits a springboard spinning kick to kick a chair into Brutus's face. What? Oh, my God. Gaza hit a missile dropkick to knock Brutus out of a chair, and he power bombs Julius into a ladder in the corner. This is when we get that shot of Julius's back, and I thought, what are you doing? <laughs> so he set Brutus on the chair, did uh, Umberto and, and, and Angel. Umberto hit a double stomp off the top through the chair, cover, Julius breaks it up. Julius mounted punch to Umberto, but Umberto sunset flip into a power bomb through a ladder oh for another goodness. near fall. Brutus did the spot where he picks up the ladder and like airplanes it round his head. Um, you see the ref? That was really good. Yeah. Well, Umberto and Angel on the outside, they, they've got a ladder. Brutus drop kicks it, puts the ladder on his head again, but then they twat the ladder with chairs. Julius does a flip dive over the ropes to save his brother. Um, he gets Umberto in the ring, puts him on his shoulders for the, for the Brutus ball. But as Brutus is trying to get up there, he has to fight with Angel on the turnbuckle, and eventually Brutus just nails Angel with a shot. He falls backwards to go through another table that's been set up around ringside, and they hit the Brutus ball off the top through another table for the one, two, three. Awesome. This is absolutely class. Total and utter frightening carnage. I can't remember the last time I really felt something for a ladder match like I did this. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed ladder matches. They're the sort of things that people used to really anticipate when they were special and then they've just been completely diluted and weakened and that Mm. aura is completely gone. When they happen, I sometimes really like them. Other times I'm just thinking like, why are you doing these bumps? I feel literally nothing for them. This almost restored that level of danger. Like it's just so committed to a ridiculous, incredibly ill-advised, but no less thrilling extent like i've never fell on a ladder but have you ever slipped down um a flight of stairs oh yeah and went on your cock six <laughs> i've i've done that funny yeah no one isn't i've done that <laughs> and it's agony mm. in the idea that it's a more jagged sharp metal edge that has been thrown onto by two huge blokes who aren't necessarily huge because of the relativity scale of wrestlers, but they're, they're, they're massive blokes. Mm. He's just got what, hip tossed, power slammed, whatever. Yeah. His bump looked horrific. <laughs> there was absolutely no selling involved whatsoever. <laughs> no selling involved whatsoever. It looked horrible, which is awesome at the same time. Then he got that, what was this, like a face buster to the outside? Uh, uh, like sort of an inverted blockbuster, mm. where like Brutus can't even see the horrible thing that's about to happen to him, and then he suddenly feels his neck being pulled to the table. <laughs> How they even came up with that spot? It's Jesus just Christ. Absolutely like, unhinged, sick filth that never really felt too contrived, mm. seamless, violent, frightening. This is basically every good version of the modern ladder match but better because it was just elevated through the fact that it was just so terrifying. Yeah. I'd get the Creed Brothers on SmackDown with like Pretty Deadly and then just retire. I peaked. Put, put them on there this week. We didn't talk about this on the Raw review, but the commentator, I think it was Wade Barrett specifically, was saying that both GMs will be looking closely mm. at the Creed's. That's a brilliant idea as well because have them be... It just puts them over so much. Yeah, like have them be in demand, you know, like how both brands want to get them. I know that we're all kind of tiptoeing towards this Raw versus SmackDown thing. Pearson, all this itself, 
not bad but T-shirts and Under Siege and Survivor Series, not good. Mm. But this is how he used brand warfare effectively because the idea that these talents could be so great they're in demand just it gives them the best possible start. They've saved cage matches and ladder matches on NXT for me this year. Like, But it's obviously them. It's not the gimmick itself. We've talked about this before with like post-match brawls. How hard is it in wrestling to fake a real sense of chaos and this had this chaotic energy from end to end. Mm. This just didn't stop. That you could never take a breath before they were doing something. It wasn't just they were doing something. It was they were doing something that made you gasp or shriek more than before. The point, like, it wasn't the most dangerous spot, but just that choice to do the, like, have both um, Humberto and Angel be there for that springboard Van Dominator. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, you're in the middle of the ring and there's weapons everywhere, so grab this. And then someone else is there, and fit like that, took that kind of like movement that like Edge and Matt Hardy used to be credited for threading the TLC matches together. But that was with six and sometimes nine people. This They summoned that with just four. I, like, I was so impressed with this, as well as just being thrilled in the way that you're supposed to be by these stunt matches. Fantastic. Like, they're, honestly, this and the cage match are two of my favourite matches of anywhere of this year, just because of the feelings I got watching them. Yeah. The noises are made as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not particularly good insightful analysis, but for a match like this, maybe you don't need it. Like, I made some weird noises, <laughs> like, involuntarily mm-hmm. as well. Did we get a just bleeding there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went, <laughs> when I saw the coccyx thing, then I went, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our host, Shotzi and Scarlett. Shotzi is Pennywise uh, using a Ouija board backstage. Uh, they asked for a guide to help them with the foolish mortals tonight. Uh, another two hands come in. Only bloody Isle of Dawn and Alba Fire. What was the knock-in for me? Very uncomfortable. Um, they uh, tell Shotzi and Scarlet, something in the other realm requires your attention. So clearly they shot Shotzi and Scarlet last week and went, well, I don't need you the second week, do we? Yeah, not paying you twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he went off there and we'll, we'll hold, the, hold the fort. Um, and Alba says, we're in control. Let's fill the night with mischief, mayhem and havoc. Yeah, great. See you there. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie asks Tiffany Stern about Fallon Henders impersonation of her and she says I'm so done walks off out of her match well not match mm-hmm. but uh, Joe Gacy's getting a reboot of his character he talks about how he's done unspeakable things and seen horrors and he likes it he's not justifying his actions he's only human he makes mistakes but people stab him with their judgmental eyes day after day is he the problem <laughs> he's not asking stab him with eyes he's not asking for forgiveness he has no strings on him anymore and maybe we're the kind of person who believes in fairy tales but maybe we're not so he still talks bollocks I'm sick of people looking sharp eye daggers stabbing me with their judgmental eyes but it's absolutely recoculous mental image that is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just that, picture it. Mm. They invite you to picture something stupid, and then you picture this, the stupid thing, and you, you, I laugh. Mm. I laugh. Uh, diving head, but with eye spikes. <laughs> huh. Good finish, but... It's impossible, so. John Moxley, <laughs> so. like, sticking drawing pins to his eyelids and then closing his eyes and headbutting people. Why not? <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds sick. What? 
<laughs> what was great about this was like, oh, here comes the Joe Gacy reinvention. Like, I'm not into any of that weird shit anymore. Yeah. And then he talks like this and it's like, oh, you still are then. <laughs> yeah. so you've just got no friends to do it with. Everybody's abandoned you. Mm-hmm. After uh, Ava, she hasn't got to sit there. She's a rock star. Was uh, recruited by... <laughs> Even going bloodline, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Tiffany Stenham as Val and Henley never happens. Uh, Stratton jumps Henley during her entrance, uh, chucks her around into the guardrail, into the ring post, rams her knee into it, and then there's the Bret Hart post figure four. Uh, and referees have to separate them, and Henley's just selling. She's not 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 even going to be able to get back in the ring. A decent angle, this. Um, Good application as well. Yeah. Uh, something that very few people are able to get right. Aye, oh, that, that ring post. that stray leg just hanging there. It's like, oh. Well, when you see them, like, slip off as well. Um, no, like, that's always been super effective. I think Sean was the first person Brett did it to, so it's yet again him mining his own career for the big moments. Uh, I don't like, like, we're kind of, I feel like we're moving past bait and switch for the most part across TV wrestling, especially with WWE where we used to be. I don't mind it in this context. I think this is like, they've taken something that started off quite silly and then last week, Fallon Henley kind of have anticipated how much Tiffany Stratton would escalate this week and they've now created a, like a blood feud out of it. I, I quite enjoyed this. And I also, they, to a certain extent, they also justified it in terms of, if you think, well, she was so angry about it, why wouldn't she do something in the intervening seven days? But in the preceding interview... I think it was Mackenzie was like, seen this and got the image up again. It was like, it's wound her up all like it's red rag to a ball. Mm-hmm. And she's gone, I'm not having this. I'd better this than a two minute match where she taps out Fallon Henley. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. The metaphor characters are dressed as people from Scooby Doo. I feel like we might call this on a podcast. Yeah, maybe. Call a mystery machine point. Like when we talk about car stuff, probably. Huh? It was like wrestlers with cars. I'm sure we talked about the mystery machine yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. Can't remember what, though. Um, wacky races, wasn't it, and all that. My, oh, that was, yeah. yeah. That was good. That's my damn wacky <laughs> Simultaneously, him saying that was good, and you going, yeah. Uh, they got to go to the spooky <laughs> house to get his heritage cut back. They don't want to go in. No, I was like, no, we've got to. And the gates creepily open by themselves, and they get scared. They get scared by people popping out as they're walking along. Um Last legend's like, he's probably probably not in there, actually. And now I was like, no, 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 listen. And they can hear Tazawa's voice. Uh, and Jakara's like, well, that doesn't sound good. And I was like, oh, can you speak Japanese? She's like, no, it just doesn't sound good, idiot. Um, come on, let's go in. Aura says, well, one thing we've got to do is stick together. And then suddenly a couple of guys come along and scare them, and they all get separated. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> drivel. <laughs> Absolutely drivel. Now, I'm not even doing my usual, oh, why would the camera be there? Why is the why is the material world <laughs> being broken? Even? Why are the ghosts and monsters and you know, I don't care about that. You can do it if you want. I don't give a toss. It was just so <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't funny. It wasn't scary. It wasn't well crafted. It wasn't anything. This was the epitome of you know when and I understand this take. You go on X or whatever, it's like, why do you watch wrestling for this when you could just turn it off? watch John Carpenter's original Halloween and watch those initial glimpses you get from Laurie's POV of Michael Myers. It's like, what's that over there? Like, genuinely frightening. Such an effective bit of direction and cinematography that I'd take one in every two horror films subsequent to that mm. has tried to elicit that same really uncanny, disturbing feeling 
like that presence doesn't belong here. Just watch that. Yeah. Just watch that. If you want to watch a horror comedy, right? If you want a bit of a laugh and a scare at the same time, you can watch uh, Joe Dante's work. You know, Lake Placid's really good. Yeah. I love Lake Placid. There's anything except that it's horrible. It's not good. It's like one of the worst things you'll just ever see in any medium ever. Um, what was. Did it do anything? Well, is that it, not... Is WWE's Akira Tozawa, by the way, the worst comedy character in wrestling history? Awful. Really, really bad. Really bad. I didn't like this. No. But to your point... Let's watch wrestling for wrestling. Well, no. Is Halloween not about people getting dressed up and being somebody different? And there's a novelty of this, not being that you get to see... a re- Like, if you want, if you watch this and it's like, well, you could just watch Scooby-Doo and or a horror and you would get both of these things. And it's like, yeah, but I wouldn't get to see wrestlers playing that. And that's the appeal. Well, you could do it well. This isn't good. This was rubbish. This mm. was rubbish. But if you want, but I, well, I would encourage always doing this. Just do be- do it better. Funnier jokes. Not always. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I want, I want 50% wrestling, 50% this. Out of all shows, ideally. But like... Oh, what do you mean? Why do you have to project your own crap on the, <laughs> my thing? It's, it's not your thing. It's it's our, it's our thing, Sid. We can all... Uh, wrestling is for everybody. Twitter told me. <laughs> so, and you can like more than one show. Was this, did this have any redeeming features for you? Uh, I thought the look of it was fantastic. Costuming was superb. Like, they looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, what, the Scooby-Doo or the monsters? Scooby-Doo. Like, the Scooby-Doo stuff looked fantastic. And he didn't have any scrap. And, and, and they were, like, unbearable. You're 38? Like, you know, like, he's the worst. Ugh. Like, you're 38 years old? Yeah, but they were wearing, like, You're Scooby-Doo. putting over Noam Dar and a Scooby-Doo outfit. No, 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 I'm not putting them over. I'm just saying it looked good. It was really poorly performed, and the scripting was terrible. Like, there was, it was, there was, like, some, a good idea that was lost to... Bad execution, but I thought it looked great. Like a good idea. Yeah, let's have numbed on the metaphor. Went down to the Heritage Cup in a haunted house. That was. Do you remember who you worked with? Like, were you not looking forward to Wilborn recapping it? I knew instantly <laughs> it was going to be horrible. I like it when he says spooky house, let alone who's going there. <sighs> anyway, do be continue. We've got to go back to this about three But I'm not, I'm not saying another word. Okay. It was drivel. Yeah. So right. It was drivel. What did you think of it, Wilborn? I was completely bored by it, if I'm per- perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. I could have done so much better in this scenario if I'd have written it. <laughs> North American Championship. I'll write it for next year. You can tell me what you think of it. North American Championship match. Dominic Mysterio versus Nate the Phaser. Well, I'm cleaning windows. Some rough bumps in here for Dom, weren't there? It, and, was, and there was some now. <laughs> everything was rough because Nathan Frazier has been instructed to wrestle at 1.5 speed. And I watch wrestling at 1.5 <laughs> speed, so I can barely see him at this point. Like, <laughs> He's permanently a fast lane. <laughs> uh, I will say, huge pat from me at the beginning when Dirty Dom came out as a pri- prisoner. That was nice. Handcuffs. And it also gave me a flashback to Mania, of course. One of the greatest entrances of all time. Did you pause it and see what he was being charged with? I think like I... You can see the chalkboard. Uh, luscious mullet. That's good. It's already better than the entire Scooby-Doo bollocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Fraser completely outworked Dom, and he panicked and went to the outside to take us to a break. Uh, when we come back, he's doing the three amigos, but he takes too long showboating. Uh, he gets dropped on his head. <laughs> And Fraser, I think, did another springboard and just took another, Dom took another horrible bump. Um, Fraser goes for a tope to the outside, but Rhea interferes and pushes him out of the way. So there's a face-off that distracts Fraser momentarily. Uh, and he turns around, super kick, but he comes back as uh, Dom's checking on Rhea and all that with another tope, and he superplexes uh, Dom in the ring and hits him with a twisting suplex. 
Rhea tries to slide Dom the title belt, but he misses it, slides out of the ring, and uh, that allows Fraser to get a two count on him using a schoolboy. Dom goes for the 619. Fraser counters, hits a super kick, goes up top, uh, but he gets shoved off the top by Rhea Ripley whilst Dom takes the referee. He lands hard in the on the announce table. Dom gets him back in, capitalizes, frog splash, one, two, three. It's kind of all about the post-match here, though. Because who should return? But Wesley! He's back. He attacks Dominic Mysterio, batters him, Dom bails, and Wesley holds his old title, the NXT North American Championship. High watch Rhea and Dom look on pissed. I liked the other fantasy booking way yeah. more than yeah. this, if I'm being perfectly honest. So that's a shame. I retract my uh, sort of. What was I going to say? What's the best word for it? The best phrasing for it. Not an identity crisis, a... a word, I'm looking for a word, I can't... Disillusionment? No. Oh. You, what? That you could existential scarce, crisis. Hey. Scarcely believe how much you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I was having an existential crisis last week when I thought NXT was deaf, but no. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. Uh, the match was, like, weird. One person's incredibly gifted. Like, so... I knew it was Nathan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, man. So good. Like, did, like, a... What's that movie does where it's, like... A black arrow, but he jumps into it backwards. Mm -hmm. mm. He did that, and he did the roll through, and then his footwork and his speed and his athleticism, so unbelievable that he does this sort of black arrow launched from him being backwards, roll through, turn around, and then does something else. You're a freak. You are incredible, and you're in there with Dominic Mysterio, and I'm a little bit sad. Like I am a little bit sad, because <laughs> I can't... Couldn't help but imagine how tits would it be. The absolute tits if Ben Carter was in Reseda era PWG. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, <laughs> and I mean, yeah. <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Like, a wrestler with that personality and that skill set is wasted in NXT. He just is. He's funny, but if we're not being like, Schadenfreude were about it. Mm. And we're being earnest on this podcast for once. That's such a shame that he's there. Like, imagine if he... I'd watch the best of the Super Juniors again. If yeah. he was in it. Like, he's unbelievable. You're right about Reseder. He'd win Bowler, wouldn't he? Aye. He'd be this critic's favourite. He would, like, fly out the building, man. Yeah. You know, those back doors on the hard... He would just fly out with them. He's ridiculous. And he's in there with Dominic Mysterio, who... You can never decide. You can never tell. Is he really good at following agenting instructions? Or is he getting better? Or has he just really nailed this character, but the wrestler's a different thing? He does a drop note, <laughs> which is a drop kick nothing. Yeah. And then because it's NXT, they have to sell it. And later on, because it's NXT, you have to redo an entire sequence. Ugh. I felt a bit sick from watching this. I like his furry boots, though. Oh, yeah. He's got furry <laughs> off. Match was mid. Mid as hell. Like, got so little out of this. Like, it's just... I don't disagree on the Nathan Frazier thing, but I actually oddly think he'll probably do better on I Raw and SmackDown. I think they should all be in WWE. Everyone would be better in WWE these days, but, like, friggin' the Elite would have been better in WWE. Ah, oh, shut up. I've seen AEW. Like... Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, nah, like... Oh, no, 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 no. I just oh. want to say one more thing, actually. Uh, did I guess the finish correctly? Bingo! Yeah. I knew he would yeah. take a header. I knew. Too right. fast for his own f***ing good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would be the finish. I knew it. 
he'll I think I'd but I don't think he'll do spectacular on Ross Matt. I just think he'll do better. Mm. I don't think he's like the gimmick. He's still a geek. Funny. I mean I know I'm him and Ricky just preposterous. Yeah. Um I, I it's not can't wait to watch them do a 0.75 speed match on <laughs> SmackDown. The Wesley thing as well, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, oh, you're right. We booked ourselves into a thing where well, I'm sad, sad. To, I'm happy he's back, obviously, but because the way you two booked it, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not him wearing a screen mask and uh, being the one who's who's actually attracted Trick Williams, is it? And what even is him coming back to reclaim his North American title? Really, like he left, he lost it, and then tried to win it back and failed. He's just taking a break, and he's like, I just needed like a spa weekend or yeah, something. You know, but there's, yeah, there's no sense of. <laughs> Character development or progression with this specific. There's a number of ways he could have returned that would have been better than this. It's not just the fantasy booking. Maybe he's gone to spend some time with his family, you know, Dragon, Brocco, you know, all of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Andre Chase is, uh, uh, we happened upon this on uh, SmackDown the other week. You know the unlikely pairing of uh, Cameron Grimes and Dragon Lee? Because they're obviously family members, but Cameron Grimes goes by his WWE name instead of Trevor. Trevor, yeah. Another member of the family. <sighs> That's why they can coexist. Yeah. They're brothers. They're, they're, yeah, the brothers, yeah. Andre Chase. It's not bad, is it? It's pretty crap. <laughs> <laughs> One half of the new NXT Tag Team Champions is uh, backstage with uh, JC Jane, and she's rubbing it in again. You finally know what it's like to be a champion, eh? You should be happy. You should be grateful. Uh, she says, you know what, hey, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And Chase is like, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to win fair and square. 
In comes uh, Duke Bloody Hudson, Thea Hale. Uh, and he's buzzing. Uh, he's like, this is awesome. I haven't had to pay for lunch for a week. Uh, and uh, actually, after tonight, after these two win their tag title match, it's not going to be uh, Chase University. It's going to be Champ University. And then he dropped a yeet in there out of nowhere. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Chase says, uh, they'll win, but they'll win fair and square. Uh, and JC's like, um, anyway, let's go and get ready for the uh, get ready for the match. And she gives him a little bit of a look before she leaves. It's sort of cleared up the character dynamics and then made a new mess here. Because Andre Chase just saying, right, I see what's happened, but I wouldn't have wanted it that way. And we're not going to, this isn't how Chase, you were going to do their business and all that sort of stuff. Fine, right, I get it. JC Jane's going to cheat and so on and so forth. And yet, by not doing the cheating, jumping ahead a little bit, like they've suffered their first setback since JC Jane got involved. Mm. So then you kind of left thinking, no, you're just wrong, Andre Chase. Yeah. Like this, this has proven super successful over and over again. Now it's on you, not on the cheating heel. Her actions have been vindicated for like six weeks in a row. So they, it looked like they were about to finally mm. square that circle and then no. JC Jane really has charmed me in this role though. Like right. I, she has gone from being one of my least favourite wrestlers on the show to one of my favourites to watch. Like really, She's really fun much. interacting. She's a lot. She's a lot. She's a lot. Mechanically, solid to good. Yep. A lot in the matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get there though, so uh, they go off to prepare for their match and in comes former tag team champions, Tony D and Stax. And Tony says... Mr. Chase, there are two kinds of wrongs. The wrongs that we do and the wrongs that are done to us. We're going to get even on both. And then Stack says, Last week went Hoffa. So sorry. Last week went your way. Now things are a little different, huh? Chase says, yes, sir. And like, Duke's like, sir? Stack's like, you owe us. And Duke's like, yeah, yeah, you'll get your title rematch. And Tony's like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, they're tall. <laughs> and they leave, and Isla and Alba come in. They're like Harley Quinn and that. And uh, they say, hmm, the uh, women's tag team titles are the most frightful curse. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with the family and Chase U? Do you think there's been like a business loan or something? Oh, I don't know, yeah. Because the implication was that I'm not, we're not just talking about the title remake. I love this story. I just had the talk, though, isn't it? They talk in like mafia caricature dialogue and they transplant it into a wrestling context mm. so when they say like you know we need to do a deal we need to make it right they're talking about a rematch in a wrestling ring yeah, but he said that too that means that's another thing is chase you things. Is chase you entirely mafia funded because it's completely impossible to like you can't exist otherwise yeah it's impossible as a concept so do you think it's is that how they can fire people from the university you're fired from the university you can't do that right lads kill them and, and throw them in a river chase you was mafia controlled have we just watched this case wide open? Wide open. Well, that's stupid. Because <laughs> No, hang on, sis. <laughs> How because, dare you? Because Andre Andre Chase doesn't want cheating or anything involved in his institution, which is I'd reckon he's projecting or whatever. Do you think when Duke Hudson I do came not in give as a, a single top when he came in as a heel, he did so because he'd had a word with Tony and Stacks, who were heels at the time, hmm. and then they've had this like clandestine arrangement that Andre Chase has never had any idea out because Duke Hudson was struggling at the time to manage everything. Remember when Andre was injured? Yeah. So he's like, he's turned to the mafia. They always pick on people when they're weak. Oh, my God. Right. So Chase used, it's, it's a, intentions are good. And as we all know, you know, the, as, especially people in the UK, universities are struggling to get by. What is mm-hmm. it you have to pay? Like 
they only get like nine grand a year yeah. tuition mm-hmm. from each student, and that's that's it's pittance. Yep, it's chicken feed, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so they're struggling. <laughs> I got all political for a second there. I know. Um, <laughs> that's a long time on that bit. They they're struggling to get, get by, to right? For whatever reason, he's yep. like, I can't go to the bank for another loan for trick you because I keep sacking students and not paying any tuition fees. Yep. Duke Hudson, do you know where he can get money? Well, I used to have to get money from a loan shark for my gambling debts. Yep. And it's, all, it's come from the best intentions, but now imagine if they, they get to take over the university. I might care about that more than the tag titles. And he says, right, you know what? I've learned my mistakes with Mafia. I'm going to go back to the, my old gambling ways. And I'm going to borrow some money off my new friend, the Lone Shark. And that's a new gimmick to somebody in NXT. <laughs> and you, every time they're about to come out here. Duh, duh, yeah. Duh, oh, my. You see the, oh you see the fin. Showman. Like the fin Brock needs the, to mean something. <laughs> the, the fin breaks through the canvas before, like, that's their entrance. Oh it's like swimming around the ring. Jesus Christ. This show. <laughs> that we've just invented. Anyway, uh, moving on. Oh, by the way, I uh, I don't need like to go to the loo. Went to the toilet before I went, and uh, I know yes. last week it was very unprofessional. I um, yeah. I uh, had to go off and you know sort out the live show, but that's sold out as we already know. Thank mm-hmm. you to everyone who's bought Thank tickets you. for that. Thank you. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Tuesday, November twenty first at Mosaic Tap. See you there. Um, oh, sorry, oh, phone just gone off. Oh bollocks! I've completely forgot. I uh, double booked myself, hasn't I? So I've, I've been asked to belatedly judge a Halloween contest. Uh, so I'm just going to... I'll nip out. You continue speculating, actually, about what the future could hold for, for the family university or whatever it's going to be called. And like I, I, Literally, hopefully, like, 10 minutes. So I've just got to... It's a quick video call. I, I would do it here, but it's a bit unprofessional. So mm-hmm. I'll be back. Your thoughts on, on the future so of Jason? What's he saying? He's doing Halloween. Yeah, I mean, he's saying that... Did you dress up for Halloween? No, I didn't have to do this year. Like, do, you, do, you, do you do sometimes? I normally do it. With, I'm taking the kids trick-or-treating. Yeah, and yeah. If it's like, like we've done PJ Masks and Paw Patrol, and I'll happily be one of the group to make the costume make sense, but I wasn't on trick-or-treat duty this oh, year, so I didn't right. have to. Do, like, were you just door answering, or were you taking the kids around, or...? I was answering the doors. Yeah, yeah! Hey, yes, Stacks, you're all right. How's it going, guys? How you liking it? Well, that's good tonight. One really stacks. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, old stacks. He wasn't wrestling on the goddamn show, so uh, I understand yeah. that. Hey, uh, Siggy, uh, remind me again. Despite yesterday's podcast, what's the deal with Halloween? Halloween <laughs> is um, a holiday um, thought to have originated from pagan ceremonies, um, where basically the idea is starting to get dark. Feels a bit spooky. Life gets a bit grim. So let's partake in the ritual of purchasing sweets, having children enter our house, <laughs> retrieving the sweets. Huh? It's kind of like, as long as, as long as it's not offering the sweets, as long as they're knocking, it's pretty much okay. How's this gone more off the rails than yesterday's message? And then, then, it's, 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 a, it's a glorified exchange of sweets. <laughs> And then you dress up in um, various costumes. <laughs> and I dressed up as Tony Montana on Sunday. Nice. Like that, like that a lot. Had a bit of a uh, flower on my nose and on the lapel of my suit and jacket. <laughs> Had some uh, like a Cuban collar shirt because I do like my tropical shirts. You so like I, your shirts. Existing wardrobe, bit mm-hmm. of uh, yep. enterprising. And yeah, yet again, there were children's stacks. 
knocking on my door. I'm not saying I've got like a, I don't have, I don't have an exact list of all the kids who live in my state, but I did not recognize any of the parents. I did not recognize any of the parents. And my calculations, there were several more people than lived in that state. When I was a kid, it used to be the same street. Yeah, same yeah. street. It was the unwritten rules, wasn't it? And now like, like, I get it. It's a bit different if it's a cul-de-sac because sometimes there's the street center that's like there's eight. You go around the state, that's a limit. No, it didn't do that. The exe- rate limit exceeded. Is the unwritten rule becoming a written rule where like people put like either pumpkins outside or have their kitchen light on to say we're actually engaged? Like, well, because uh, I've, I've basically encouraged my kids. We sort of don't knock on the doors where there's lights off because I think that's people. That's a symbol. Subconsciously telling you, I, I don't really want to get involved. In that's any a code for knock don't knock on my door. Yeah. I can't be bothered. It's one thing to not have decorations because mm-hmm. like you know times are tight and all yeah. the rest of it. And people can't be asked. I'm very very tired all of the time. Um, I don't even like Halloween. I like if I'm being honest. I quite like one it. One of my favourites. And um, I, so what we did is, uh, at the start, I put the tub of sweets out, and then I realised, they want to say trick or treat, mm-hmm. and then I kept having to check if it was empty or not, so I'll just do the thing, and I regretted doing the thing, so it was too many brats coming around the house and pissing me off the entire time. <laughs> You're not on my list. <laughs> and then what we did was, we had, uh, <laughs> we have two jack-o'-lanterns, on either side of the door frame for the front door with a tea light candle toy thing in there. Yeah. Right? Ceremonially switched off the lights, porch light, curtains drawn. That is it, Halloween is over. Knack, knack. <laughs> what? Go away. That's the symbol for you've had your fill. Why don't you fill your own stockings, asshole? <laughs> stockings. People, honestly, they are... The Halloween stockings. No, no, so I was saying they, they go from a state to a state to pill for the candy, and then they, <laughs> it's the Christmas sweet sorted. It goes around, doesn't it? It's like their house, that house is giving out, like, they've ran out of uh, Haribo packs, so they're giving out, like, full Mars bars. <laughs> so go over there. Yeah, they've actually raided their, their own sweets and biscuits. You should have seen the bags that these kids were carrying around. They're absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And it's these absolute freeloading parents... <laughs> We used to be a society. It's like I'm getting hit a nose there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it really annoys me how people just take the piss. I tell you, I had a bit of a, a bit of a scary Halloween, guys. Uh, last night I woke up at 3 a.m. to see a ghostly specter of Gloria Gaynor at the end of my bed. And let me tell you, first I was afraid. Anyway, yeah, also I double-checked Gloria Gaynor ain't dead. So, uh, sorry about that one. <laughs> three jokes, three questions. What are you, Sigi? Uh, what do you call it when Frankenstein's monster uh, gets a boner? <laughs> well, <laughs> right, okay. Huh? Frankenstein's monster gets a boner. I certainly was going to go with like a dead person because then it would be a big stiff, wouldn't it? But Frankenstein's monster is alive. Well, he's a big lurchy stiff, though, isn't he? Yeah. He's kind of... He's a big stiff. He's only alive in a matter of speaking. It's a very philosophical debate. Uh, anything to do with the nut in his neck? Oh, the fertile ground. Sucks There's us. loads. What's the setup against that? Uh, what do you call it when Frankenstein's monster gets a boner? <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna. I, I think a big stiff. Yeah, we'll go with big stiff. Good. All right. What do you call it when Frankenstein's monster gets a boner? <laughs> it's a res erection. <laughs> Not bad. Like, Not bad. Not bad. Good. Uh, Very good. Stux is moving into his thinker era. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> when you think about it, huh? What is a uh, vampire's favorite part of sex? Huh? <laughs> oh, it's usually the third one that would flew. <laughs> He's just gone hog wild, hasn't he? Yeah. 
What's I want to pass it up? What do you think vampire's favourite part of sex is? Huh? Picture that. Uh, like, Stax loves misogyny. Yeah. So is it when the vampire, who in Stax's example will definitely be a he, gets to fly out the window? Oh. oh. Pretty presumptuous of you. <laughs> I'm usually in the... right about that kind of thing, but... Uh, it's in your postcode, Stax. What's this uh, setup again? What's a vampire's favourite part of sex? Um... Well, I've got a really uh, guessing gets pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right, Sid. Yeah, how does the suck come into it? How does the suck come into it? Um, I think I don't know. What's a vampire's favorite part of sex? <laughs> Ejaculating. Final, uh, final, uh, Joe, final question for you, Sidney. <laughs> really like that one, I gotta be honest. Yeah. Uh, what do you call... <laughs> best bit. Yeah. Final question, final joke for you, Sidney. What do you call uh, a ghost breast? Huh? What do you call a ghost breast? Boobies. Boobies. Are good, not right? Oh, can, uh, we, oh, can we confer oh, that? Oh, no, you made your goddamn bed. You got a goddamn lay in it. <laughs> what do you call a ghost breasts? Paranormal entities. It's the way That's I got them. See you, ladies. Go away, Starks. Go away, Starks. Awful. I reckon he's just on the spot, came up with that punchline because I guessed the joke. Yeah. Bye, Bye Starks. Complete dick. <laughs> just, he likes Halloween too much. He's the opposite of that. Is there anything you had too much candy? I definitely. He got a little bit too Wasn't blue. working last night, was he? Oh. Probably in Lowe's leftover yeah. at NXT. Sorry Maybe. about that, guys. That conversation took ages. Oh, bloody hell. How was How it? was it? Rubbish. Someone turned up, right? And it was just them in their normal clothes with a coat and a hat on. That's not... Oh. Anyway. Uh, well, Derivative, that, isn't it? Where Lazy. were we up to? Yeah. Where, where did you get to? Unconvincing, almost. Yeah. Mm. Uh, chase you being mafia controlled, of course. Oh, oh brilliant! Thank you. I've moved on from there. Okay, uh, we go back to the uh, spooky house. No, don't, don't, He's a funny guy. That's he said spooky house. Just skip to the end. Jakar is scared. She faints. Aura uh, walks down with a sandwich and uh, chins a mannequin. Yeah, Cesaro uh, beats him up. And Lash Legend has lost her glasses. She finds the uh, trophy, but it's not the real trophy. Uh, there's a zombie head there as well, and a big pumpkin guy uh, takes her away. I enjoyed your recap more than watching it. Oh, right, next up, the match we'd all been waiting for, Sige. Oh, yeah. It was Bron Breaker versus Robert Stone. Can't do that anymore because his body's been fully cut in half by this film. Oh my god, Jesus that's what I wanted. <laughs> Talk about ejaculating. Oh huh? What's that? Oh, it was one of Stax's jokes, but nice. I've given away the punchline now. Uh, yeah. It wasn't one of his best. Mm. Um Robert Stone is obviously. What was the first one again? Uh <laughs> memorable yeah. jokes, were they? Um well. The third one's the one that stuck in my brain, unfortunately. That was he gets he goes and you've never like seeing it in person, but oh, sometimes of, I see it. I saw it yesterday on the previews. He on the previews, yeah. yeah. But I get he's sort of worse on these YouTube ones. I think oh. he's overexcited with the extra promo time he's getting. That he doesn't get on NXT. So he goes quite blue, quite yeah, dank almost, dank blue immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no run up anymore, actually. Mm. 
Each their own. Uh, Robert Stone's obviously trying to get revenge for uh, Bron Breaker trying to murder Von Wagner, um, but it's Bron Breaker and Rob and uh, Robert Stone. I was going to swear, but I, yeah, I'll give him enough work to do. Yeah. Uh, and, he's, and he's now he's got like yeah, he's always like doing extra things now, mm. meetings, judging Halloween costume uh, contests. Yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of irons in that fire. Mm-hmm. Sort of like you can sort of understand why you would need to take like toilet breaks in the middle of podcasts and hypothetically have reasons for further yeah, breaks in the future. Absolutely, yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just unfortunate it just happens around the same time on the show every week. Um, Bron uh, corners Robert Stone. Um, they have no idea. <laughs> but uh, he ducks under a punch, does uh, Robert Stone. Uh, Bron backs him into the corner, shoves him. Stone gets his shot in and then legs it, but then gets absolutely run over by Bron once he gets his hands on him. He rips his shirt as he picks him up and manhandles him into the corner, tosses, <laughs> him, a- tosses him across the ring. Uh he uh, gets grabbed by uh, Bron in the corner, and he's talking trash. Uh, so Robert Stone slaps the taste out of Bron's mouth, dodges a close and gets a two-count off a roll-up. Great. Um, but Bron obviously goes, right, enough of this. Belly-to-back suplex. Uh, that was great as well. Over, and then he cuts him in half with a spear. You know, I was talking about the noises I was making during the Creed's um, mm. Lothario's match in the opener. Have you seen that TikTok slash Instagram reel of um, the bowling commentator? Yes. Look at their pin action. <laughs> and you see one of the pins just do kind of almost like a flip and just gently knock the other one. He goes, ah. Uh. <laughs> and Bron Breaker did that. Uh, it's just an orgasmic bliss. This is sick, 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 sick bliss. Oh, my God. It was the best spear I've seen since 1998. <laughs> <laughs> it was that lawyer, Sid's lawyer, that smashed his head off the bottom oh, turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We saw that, was that the other well, day? Like, that, actually, that was 99, wasn't it? That was, yeah. It's best and worst, that, right? Because, like, that bump is disgusting. But then, because, like, the lawyer either just, like, forgets what he's doing. He's not a worker. Doing. Like, he's not a worker or whatever. He's up on the apron, like, 10 <laughs> seconds later. Like, it, like, if this was somebody in a business, he'd be sacked for it. Like, mate, you've just taken the scariest bump I've ever seen. I'm glad you're standing. This spear was... Like, that was kind of the promise of this, wasn't it? It was the perfect you, way to do you this. You were promised to spear this disgusting, and it was unreal. But like, Ron's the best at something. That spear is awesome, and he's the best at yeah. something, and he needed that, I think. Because this, like, I think we were with him enough about, hmm. like, this has been a success story, I think, Bron Breaker, but the matches have become a lot more hit and miss than they used to be, and he was forced into that babyface Goldberg mode of having to go long and sell and stuff like that. He's the, best. Horrible He's the best at this. Bastard. He's got his Randy Orton thing, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, Randy Orton dined yeah. out on, I can just hit an RKO from anywhere, mm-hmm. so just do that. Just a horrible, cruel shotgun blast of a bully. Like, oh my God, this kicked so much ass. And then you think, okay, fair enough. But you've got the win. Fair's fair, that's that. And he's no, he's not done. Pulls him to the outside. Like, I was watching this with Anna Louise going, he can't do this, Anna Louise. He can't do this. Match is over. Pulls the... St- Stairs apart. He's going to crush Rob. He's going to crush Robert Stone's head just like he did to Von Wagner. He gets the stairs up. He's about to do it. Von Wagner's music hits. Oh my god! He walks out. He's got a big bandage on his head, <laughs> and he storms down to the ring. Starts laying it to Bronny. Beats him up into the ring. He clotheslines him to the outside. Uh, he grabs Bronny. Chokes, slams him onto the steps. But oh, oh, he's a bit, he's a bit wobbly off the back of it. He picks up the top half of the Capit. steps. <laughs> Inconsistently so yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to nail Bron just like he did to him uh, But Bron just gets out of the way at the last second And officials come in to hold him back um, Bron is just terrified of what he's seeing And uh, Von actually checks on 
Robert Stone. If you were to tell me, upon the the, the introduction of the Von Wagner character, right, that that specific character, right, they were maybe building one of the worst stipulation matches WWE's ever done, like the most monkey tennis of <laughs> WWE gimmick <laughs> matches. <laughs> stairs match, rhymes with chairs, so... <laughs> They do a stairs match between Breaker and Von Wagner, who I just, he's charmed me so much. I just like him. I just like mm, him. I want yeah. the best for him. Oh, I want to see this match. Me too. I love Von, man. The stairs. What the hell is wrong with this? I sit here with your bollocks and your stupid crap, and I, I really don't like the show as much as you two guys do. I earnestly, I, there's something about Von Wagner that's just done something to me. <laughs> it's, uh, and I don't know why, because I know so much of it is actually shoot bad. But there's something in my gut and my heart that makes me want to see Von Wagner prevail. I think it's like, it's a wrestling fan thing as well, because like you see the memed Shawn Michaels Booker of the Year mock-ups when like a dumb <laughs> thing happens on NXT. Yeah, when a dumb thing happens on NXT that like this tiny niche audience enjoys, then you get that graphic that's knocked up. But like then... Von Wagner's coming out to like Steve Austin 98 pops, and you're like, hang on, that's an actual achievement. This, <laughs> yes. like, I'll, I'll like him, but this big dumb idiot, like, the glass smashes, and here comes Von Wagner. How have you done this, Sean? Like, even in that bandage, which is cartoonish, he looks like one of them things you would buy in water and grass would come out the top. Yes. Because he's like, he's got this, like, round <laughs> head, like, his long hair. His lovely flowing Beverly Brothers long hair is gone, <sighs> replaced by this perfect yeah. circle. Like, Coneheads. <laughs> yes. This film. Doesn't even look right. It's nineties, I think. Coneheads. Nineties. Like, it doesn't even look right. It was ninety three. Like, this guy. I'm gonna Google that just in case I've nailed. Coneheads. It. I, like Coneheads and the Burbs. We were talking about the Burbs yesterday. Yeah, they're not those the same films. Thing. I know they're not the same thing, asshole. I'm saying like I like I had like both of those on uh, on VHS when I was younger. Both good. Dark Croyd in Coneheads. Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah. Still Tom Hanks. Um, <laughs> we'll circle back to the fallout. Nineteen ninety three. Get it. I got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, as a lad. I've never films. seen. I might not have seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't look it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you know, there's a lot of cinema and wrestling now, and it's not as good as that. It's time to play the game. Time to play time the game. game. Did it, did it, did it, did it. What is Conehead's Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh. 69. I was going to say 63. 35%. Oh, that's a good uh, Weight one. Is that good? I never know what's... Nah, it's bad. No, nah, it's a low number. That's how it works out of 100. It's not, it's not out of 37. It's out of 100%. <laughs> like so 35 is obviously below average. Like the frigging Brian Danielson. Like we've got a live show coming up. You can't be wearing burgundy and getting injured every fucking week. Like <laughs> Living on the edge. Yeah. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Did it, did it, did it, What's the babes? Rotten Tomatoes score. 69. Ooh, wait. Sex number. 88. 54? What the hell? That's what pissed me off, actually. What's Ace Ventura's? If that's 69, I'm going home. Day's complete. <laughs> He's such a dickhead. <laughs> a broken orbital bone and a ripped after. It's time to play the game! Time to play, time the, to play the game! game. <laughs> 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 
What is Ace Ventura? 69. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score. It's going to be high. People say it's like a defining comedy of the era. I'll go. Citizen Kane. Oh, right up there. What's that? What's his number? It's a friggin' Demon Kane. Uh, I'll go 80%. Fresh. 48. Ooh. Absolutely insane. I don't like. Is this a Rotten Tomatoes thing? Have they got a very. It's time to play the game! <laughs> time to play, time to play the game! game. <laughs> 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 what is the Rotten Tomatoes score of Ace Ventura colon when nature calls? Probably not as good as the original, but definitely, you know, it holds up. Uh, I don't think it holds up. Huh? I don't think either film holds no, up. No. I mean, they've not aged very well. Uh, what was the other one? 40 something? So 48. Uh, I'll go 44. I thought you were doing a long build fair. 69. No, I'm going to win this game. Uh, well, based on that one, I'll go like 31. 21. Oh. Pathetic. <laughs> no one's got any taste. Anyway, let's get back to the best show of the week. NXT. <laughs> uh, there was a vignette celebrating uh, Lyra Valkyria winning the title and uh, doing media in Ireland. And it was all that. really well done. This. Yeah, really good. Like, stuff. Really inspired as well. They've made it seem like she's a sensation in her homeland. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's the case. I think she was just a five-minute. Here's what's happening. It's like the Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks lie, isn't it? Where somebody's like, I did this, I did this, I did this, then somebody found the receipts. Yeah, the Sasha Banks. Yes. But that's fine. Lie. It's wrestling. Mm. Lie. Like, yeah. This is really, really well done. Mm. And then uh, we got a package with OTM featuring uh, scripts. Pay attention, please. I mean, I have been paying attention, so I wasn't ready for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been paying attention. <laughs> I watched every freaking week and I wasn't ready for this. When, when, when was the character introduced? 2019? Uh, yes, with um, Carmella. Yes. Uh, mm, 2020? I remember I remember Reggie with crowds. crowds. I remember yeah, Reggie with crowds. But I remember the Sasha Banks match in the Thunderdome, which like doubled the achievement. Like, how has Sasha had a good match with Reggie in the Thunderdome? Was Reggie in front of crowds? But, yeah. Wikipedia's better than Cage match. I'd Reggie now. For uh, a character like Reggie. January 2021, based Sasha Banks on SmackDown. So I reckon it was a 2020 day ah. with Carmella. Um, but yeah, we, we've been out there. We've been paying attention, please, for three years. No, evidently not. And then uh, it was November last year he had his first match as uh, Skidipt. Um He was, he was, he was, he was, he was a non-wrestler. So I'm going to double-check this on the correct resource. For non-wrestler Reggie, let's go on his match listing on Cage Match, shall we? Whilst you do that, I'll run through what he's had to say here. He said, I don't expect people to understand me. I just played at being a wine sipper and a circus traveller or whatever it was. Uh, that's, not, that's not who I am. This is who I am. Um, I'm Reggie, but uh, back home my friends call me uh, Skidips because they... Pay attention, please. And he's got a chain with his name. 2020? Yeah. Uh, Bears did. Mm. Bernstein Bears Reginald. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I've been locked up. I've been shot at. And then he said, oh, I've been, I'm cut from the same cloth as these two, Bronco and Lucian. The Brawling Brutes, they don't understand. They wouldn't last one week on the streets. And they want the revenge, basically, for the Brutes costume of the Tag Team Battle Royal. Uh, and script says, you're either somebody or you're nobody, and we're somebody. When Baron Corbin warned people to have their heads on a swivel, was it about this gimmick? Because I've never pivoted so fast and it'd be like, oh, so this is who you are now then. I can't remember. Well, let's retire all the bits. Yeah, they've all got to go. This was like, Damn. like this was obviously a bit of a heartbreaking story mm. that was just too full on from what we've known of him. I have absolutely no problem with this being like a, a gimmick, uh, like 
you thought you like you don't know me. Yeah, you know me. I think if he'd been a, just the sommelier or whatever yep. it's called, and then he was like, "Oh no, I just did that to try and just to get checks my foot out." In the door. There's a resource on Wiki for all this, like, like just to get my foot in the well, door. Yeah. I'll I'll serve Carmela's drinks, but yeah. really, it's about like getting away from the life I had. It was like, <laughs> you I, was like just, I can't take the piss out of this man anymore. No. What an like, achievement of his career! Spray painting hidden camera superhero. Wearing a bin bag, scripts. Write letters, didn't he? Yeah, I can't do bits around someone I and I genuinely admire. Is that button got the whole poem on? Because it's not the last time we get to press it. No, I don't think. I think it's. Just We're not pressing it now. I just really like those old ones. Do we have to get rid of it. Like all right, no, it's like R.I.P. to old scripts. We could pay attention, please. Just pay attention, please. Yeah, yeah just pay attention. I used to really like your reciting of his poetry from way back when. Women's tag team title match came next. It was uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus uh, Chase U being represented by Thea Hale and JC Jane. Challenges the attack on the outside. Good plan, I thought, this from JC Jane. It's like, well, Piper Niven's the clear vocal, uh, there's a strong point in this team. Let's take her out, and then we, you and I can probably beat Chelsea Green. That's exactly what they tried to do. They take her out, hoy her into the steps on the outside. They dominate. Um, but then Green sends Hale to the outside. Thea goes back in, dives onto here. Here's Niven. Hale goes to dive onto her but gets caught, but JC dives onto them uh, and takes the champs down as we go to a picture-in-picture break. When we come back, Thea Hale's in trouble. She fights out of her chin lock from Piper Niven, avoids a cannonball. Uh, she gets a Kimura on Niven, who just seems more annoyed by this than in actual pain. Uh, but she hits her with a tornado DDT, crawls between Green's legs and gets over the hot tag to JC Jane, who comes in, dominates uh, again, hits uh, Chelsea Green with a spine buster. Niven has to make the save. Uh, Andre Chase is like hype uh, and Duke Hudson hyping up the student section. Jane sees her opportunity, goes to grab the belt to cheat to win, but Chase pulls it away. He's like, no, 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 win fair and square. She just turns around into an unprettier from uh, Chelsea Green. One, two, three. Post match as they're celebrating and backing up the ramp. Uh, there's Chucky and Tiffany, uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn in the. Eagle's Nest thing, and they make the wheels spin without touching it. <laughs> like most Chase U matches and segments, save for the Duke Hudson hot tag, this was fun rather than good. I'm really, really invested in these characters. So I find myself getting... <laughs> I know, 38 years old? I find myself getting like... I am as well. Really, too. really invested. I find myself getting like really drawn into like Chase U winning belts. You're right, Nicholas. Like, <laughs> like, I want to see them win titles. I want to see them succeed. I'm interested in like this Andre Chase, yeah. JC Jane subplot. Uh -huh. like, I'm, I'm never not keen on what's going like the theater. Like, when's Thea Hill going to decide one way or another if she's mm -hmm. like all the way out or all the way in? Totally bang into it. You can't get your words out fast enough. And I, <laughs> and I, I care. I really care. <laughs> Chelsea Green and Piper Niven doing a good job with these belts. I'm kind of, mm -hmm. I'm kind of into these now as well. They care about the tag belt, so I will too. Like they're not. I, I don't. I don't feel like they're faking it, right? I think that they want these belts and they want them to matter. And that's been so rare in the entire life cycle of these tag belts that, like, cool. That's nice to see. Um, minor quibble is that the agent in that new wrestler. <laughs> Good trick or treat from NXT UK. There's Major Guns and there's a minor quibble. Trade Enfield. Don't look at the camera. Uh, the I forgot what my quiz was now. Oh yeah, there was like four or five matches on the show that started with getting attacked in the aisle. Mm. Bad agent in. Yeah, like, you cannot just do that all night long. It's a all night. It's a. I, it's, I was going to say it's, it's a wrestling show, and you're supposed to know when you you know don't wear the same body part the whole deal. So I was getting a bit irritated by because I thought it was like I said I thought it was justified here. JC Jane's gone. I know it's a bit of a cheap shot, but look at Piper Niven. You'll 
batter us. But then you'd had it in the Tiffany Stratton yeah, 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 non-match, yeah, and like the, I so I don't like seeing that used over and over again because then it starts to remind you of the process rather than just being into it. And as I've said, much as it's just a grin, but I'm I'm into it. So I'm just like, oh, stop making me analyze things. I'm just enjoying it for uh, the art for its art's sake. <laughs> Die. <laughs> <sighs> Didn't really feel anything for this. I didn't think the wrestling match was good. Wasn't great wrestling. No. no. Definitely not great wrestling. Uh, next up was something that me and Sid have already debated in the office because I'd love to know your thoughts on it, in fact, to, to kind of because we were going both ways on this, aren't we? Mackenzie Mitchell's backstage with Lexis King. Mm. And, oh, God. And he's, uh, well, he's an arsehole. Yeah. <laughs> he's really happy that he's getting his first interview. He's happy with how things are going. He's like, well, hopefully the first of many. Uh, I'm pleased with my performances, he says. I'm pleased my name's getting attention. It all comes with being a star. Uh, this is my life. I'm going to do things my way. Uh, he talks about making an impact, and uh, you'll have to see what he does next. Or he's already done. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, you have to just wait and see on that one. So Mackenzie tries to end the interview, and he's like, hey, oh, why are you throwing back to, you know, Vic and Booker? Stay a while. Have a candy. And she's like, no, nah, I'm all right. And he's like, hey, do your thing, girl. He's a bellend, but is this good character work? Maybe. No. Well, yesterday. I don't think it's very good, but it, I also hate him. Yeah. Like yesterday in the, or the Q&A we were doing where you said, when was the last time that you got angry when a heel ruined a match or something? This isn't that, but he made me quite angry as a heel. So I was like, well, I'd like somebody to kick his ass. So in that respect, it sort of, that element of it can work in kayfabe. I think it's interesting that he's basically thrown his name in the hat as who could have attacked Carmelo Hayes. Like the things I have already done. Uh, Trick Williams. Uh, sorry, Trick Williams. Yeah. Like that's the big thing going on. Or was it Carmelo Hayes? Or was it mm-hmm. not Wesley apparently? So suddenly, you know, he becomes one of the suspects. I don't know. He knows, or WWE know, or he knows, everybody knows that he just wasn't really very well liked uh, within AEW. So they've immediately brought him in as a heel. They've immediately like played to just how annoying he is. I kind of think it stands a chance of being quite an authentic heel. I do. Uh, and as well, it wasn't one of them situations. I wasn't left feeling uncomfortable by the interaction. Mm. You know, sometimes wrestling's value system is so broken that they don't know that what they're producing is kind of gross. Like this interaction between him I and like Mackenzie. Mackenzie yeah. yeah, she just put him in his place. Like, you're grim, mate. Where are you going? Stay yeah. well, have a candy. Now you're all right. This is the yeah. most work job I've got tonight. I want to get out of this room as soon as possible. Yeah, go and hang out with Chase, you. Yeah. yeah. Was it a guy with an unpleasant energy slash vibes to him doing a promo? or a character effectively conveying mm. this. His actual line readings were terrible, <laughs> like, <laughs> abysmal, but he had an attitude and an energy or a disposition or whatever that made me mm. recoil. So, hey, it's one of those where sometimes it comes off your shin. Eh? You'd want to see, yeah. The old count. You'd want to see Von Wagner kick his ass, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I want to see kick, well, Von Wagner <laughs> kick everybody's ass. I want, I want to see Von Wagner, in fact, do the Bob Holly run. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I want. And because he's, especially because Lexus King has got his throne, so he's got a chair, but Von Wagner's all about getting tabled, of course. God damn, what a gay. Uh, you there you, in your yeah. fantasy booking? Yeah. Uh, when what a gay. That's more furniture. Anyone else furniture base? I'm sure we can, I'm sure yeah. we, we can finish all house. Minor quibble. Um, <laughs> next up, we get the greatest announcement of all time. <laughs> Mine is not a military position. Next one is a minor quibble. Uh, Some culture had a minor quibble, didn't they? Check out the uh, raw review for more on that. <laughs> NXT Delane. <laughs> the Iron Survivor Challenge is coming back. Oh my God. Yes! Yeah. It's the best thing. It's the best thing. 
I love it. I just shoot love it. Uh, then we got the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament final. It was Kalani Jordan versus Lola fight uh, Lola Vice. Um, it was Lola fight. <laughs> Go back and forth. Fun little match. Uh, fight Lola fight instead of run Lola. Yeah. <laughs> the finish is uh, Jordan goes for a split leg and moonsault, but Electra Lopez, who's come out and kind of cornered Lola Vice throughout the entire tournament, causes a distraction that allows Vice time to move. Uh, so when Kalani Jordan hits the moonsault, no one's there. She injures her knee, and then she just gets a head kicked off by Lola Vice, who gets the one, two, three, and wins the tournament. Right call? Oh, the right call. Well, for me, I'm biased. Mm. Um... You can't really just say go out there for like 15, tear it up, blow the roof off, because they're probably not there yet. This felt didn't feel like a tournament final, did it? It did not no. feel like a tournament mm. final. Some of the grappling was yeah. really quite strong. Other things in the match didn't look particularly great. They're still very much, you are very good at a thing. You're very, very good at this already, but you can't do a full long match, and this is evidence that they couldn't. So it didn't really feel like a big tournament final to me. Um, but look, if nothing else, it communicates to me, the viewer, we have big plans for Lola Vice to eventually put her in those positions where she can really blow you away in the full body of a match. So I was encouraged by it without being like really blown away. She's got that kill shot again, hasn't she? That oh, looks, looks awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by the match. But again, as a presentation of Lola Vice, this was really effective. And they're establishing this thing as well where she'll cheat through interference once and once only. So that's kind of at the moment been part of how she's won the tournament, how she's managed to break through. When you start taking things away, that's when you get to see what the character can do without mm. those crutches and, and that. So and that'll help her as well. You'll buy the near fall in the title match. Yeah. Uh you'll be happy. Going back to the spooky house. Uh no I'm Dar finds his cup, licks it, uh he's happy, and then he says Rut Rogue, which is what Scooby Doo says. Um uh when the monsters come <laughs> out <laughs> Zara takes the cup off him, uh, and he wants a Heritage Cup match. This is what it was all about. And he says, yep, you can have it next week. And Zara gives him back the cup and then sets the monsters on him. I mean, there's no jokes, is there? Other than Rut Row. Yeah, this is one of the worst things you'll see on an American television program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just absolutely crap. Bobbins, please don't enter the room while I'm degrading myself with this material. Please do not wake up early and come downstairs yeah. where I've retreated from the top floor to my shame pit <laughs> to watch this drivel. <laughs> I just hate it so much. Uh, anyway, Albert and uh, I've written I've written Ilya here. He was kind of busy in the main event. <laughs> Albert and Isla uh, say the uh, the spirits are joyous again. Um, because Shotzi and Scarlett have settled the disturbance in the other realm. Whew, thank goodness for that. Uh, they've kept the balance. What else could you ask for on Halloween Havoc? More Von Wagner, that's what it is. And they storm in. In comes Von, uh, accompanied by Robert Stone. Um, Von, wants, <laughs> Von wants to kick Breaker's ass next week. And uh, Robert Stone says, well, what does Robert Stone say? He says he's not getting that match, didn't he, Robert? I don't know. I can't remember what he said, so just feed me the line. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it in the style <laughs> of Robert Stone. <laughs> Say you're not getting that match. You're not getting that match. Uh, you're not ready. You're not ready, Vaughn. Vaughn says, Vaughn says about three different times in the exact same intonation. I don't care. I'm not ready. I don't care. And he said, you, you stepped up for me. Now it's time for me to end this. 
Ow. You could get, like, Robert Stone could just get a Von Wagner soundboard and just press a button. It was like when He's a human like, soundboard. Yes. It's the same. Everything he says pops, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's as well, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, folks, where is the lie? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's like, I want to kick, kick his ass, basically, for you. I want to end all this. But then, no, it's oh. about four o'clock, Ron. No, it is. Time to suck my cat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh. Oh, my God. Uh, Robert Stone asks if he's all right. Bingo. The, I heard the clacks went back, but it has been on my wrist the entire time. <laughs> it's on my elbow now. Uh, Robert Stone asks if he's all right. Are you all right, Vaughn? And uh, Vaughn says, I am good. Get the match made. And it is made for next week. Oh, I meant a match with which to light a flame. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, main event time. Oh, I wasn't as good as the last one. Yeah. NXT Championship, Ilya Dragunov versus yeah, Carmelo. That's a bump, though. Carmelo. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, isn't it? Versus Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Double, Dine t- Double Down takes us to a commercial break. Uh, Double we'll Down. Double Down. Uh, when we come back, Dragonov takes a DDT on the apron. And just some wild bumps in there. Oh, my God. Uh, Pile drive yourself, Ilya. No bother. <laughs> it's gross, isn't it? What, I've got a vague, hazy memory of a uh, either a platform game where the character... Like, jumped up and drilled into the ground? Or was it power up on one of the platforms? I know, it looked like that. Yeah. Just looked like this stupid twat <laughs> had just jumped up and spiraled himself neck first from a very acute angle. One of the stupidest bumps you'll ever <laughs> see. And of course... That's what was it. He's going to watch this back, isn't he? Oh, yeah. God, I... Uh, and how would, he, how would he rate this match? <laughs> Not as good as the second. <laughs> no, it wasn't, was it? No, no one here. And then there's a weird ending as well. Weird yeah. thing at the finish. I like the ending. Best bit. Mm. Hayes uh, tried to capitalise on that with a frog splash, but Dragunov kicked out. They trade some near falls, uh, trade some strikes, trade some brutal-looking moves. Hayes went for another DDT on the apron, but Dragunov countered and gave him a Death Valley driver on there instead. Um, put Hayes on the announce desk, jumped off the barricade in an H-bomb, Exploding through the desk. Love that spot. Um, Hayes fights back, hits a code breaker, but Dragunov stumbles back into the ropes uh, and falls into another H-bomb. Hayes manages to kick out. Dragunov goes up top, goes for another flying H-bomb, but Hayes counters with another code breaker. He goes up top. He looks like he might have the match won when whose music should hit but a returning from injury, Trick Williams, who just stares at Mello, who can't believe what he's seeing here. That allows Dragunov to recover, hit him with a superplex, torpedo Moscow, one, two, three. Ilya Dragunov retains. Trick Williams comes down to the ring, helps Mello up. It's just a stare between the two of them, and you think, what's going to happen? But before we can see any more of that, they cut backstage, and Baron Corbin has ambushed and laid out Dragunov, holding the title belt, yelling at him as we go off the air. It's just more gratuitous, this one, wasn't it? You got people talk about this as an all-time great trilogy, and I think they're miles off. Like I don't mean to be cruel to wrestlers, but you shouldn't believe the hype on this. The one. second match felt special in mm. a way. This just felt like they were chasing that dragon, yeah. and it just didn't have the same. Like I got so gripped by the second one, like really hooked into, like, oh god, they want this. 
you know, killing each other to do this. And they've realized, oh, that's the thing we kind of have to do in the third match. Otherwise, people think it's a disappointment. Mm. It just didn't have that same really attritional kill or be killed quality. It just felt like they were doing it because they'd set the precedent of having to do it. Telly kills it a bit as well. Chased it. It's like the opposite of an MJF TV match. You know, when we were talking in the office about there, how he, like, your take about he has an amazing TV match to set up a pay-per-view sequel that you actually want to pay for. Yeah. You wouldn't want to see these two wrestle on television. You kind of only want them on mm. that pay-per-view stage because, not even because of, like, ad breaks. It just I was looking at the clock as well. I was like, they're not yeah, like, time. Yeah, like, there was just, it couldn't not feel a little bit, again, the setting didn't Diminished. help. Diminished. Yeah, it couldn't not help feel a little bit trivial, even though they're fighting for the belt and the half killing each other. I did like the finish. Like, this is, again, one of them things where we have to extend some latitude to wrestling. Like, yes, the cameras went to Dragunov getting beaten up by Baron Corbin and the show went off the air, but Mello and Trick are still in the ring. Mello like, wore Justice for Trick t-shirt. Yeah, I should mention that. And it's like, then what? But it's like, no, no, pause. Yes. These wrestlers just stand still for a week. And then like, and you have to sort of accept that that's how it works. But I quite liked it as a cliffhanger. Like Trick Williams has been, Trick Williams has helped Mello even when Mello hasn't wanted to help because he's been that good a friend. Or even when they were kind of tweeners, he was almost like accidentally helping Carmelo Hayes mm. fail upwards. So this was a nice spin on that. Um, and yeah, I'm sort of on the hook for whatever the payoff is. I, I still don't know what they're doing. It does feel like the Wesley thing is gone, which is a big shame, mm. but I'm, I'm still invested in this attack thing. Yeah, like the TV special, the dangers are sometimes that you finish and go, well, that's that wrapped up. Do I have any reason to tune in next week? You've got mm. fallout from this. You've got what happens next with like, Lyra Valkyria. You go, oh, Mike, never said brown break here. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, it's the best show of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know your thoughts. The metaphor we're in a spooky house, man. Hey, I'm, I forgot about that. Kira as well. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> let us know your thoughts on uh, Halloween. Good night, too. On X, <laughs> well, they're really long. At what culture? Let's get some more batteries for that for next year. At what culture? WWE. <laughs> you want your cheap bastard? <laughs> Watch you there. Batteries. You can follow all three of us. You follow uh, Michael Humphler at Michael Humphler. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow your brilliant producer, Adam Nicholas, at It's Adam Nicholas. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we'll be here previewing AEW Dynamite a little bit later on today. Uh, but for now, this has been the NXT Halloween Hub. One more. Uh, review. Yeah, now, isn't it? Bless it. We've been the Dadly Boys. So, uh, <laughs> uh, thanks to Nicholas. Thanks to Sax. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 